Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever matters to you. 603-283-6160 is the call in line for you to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Connie. And man, we've all heard about common sense gun control, which all too often doesn't have anything to do with common sense. But now, Reno, Nevada is pushing things a little bit with... What they're calling common sense whip control. Whip? Yes. Like, whip, as in like the Indiana Jones tool of choice. Yeah, that. They're criminalizing possessing whips without a permit. This is really going to ruin the Indiana Jones convention that happens there every year. Is there really one there? I'm kidding. Okay. No, I have no idea. <laughs> so the political wrangling. No, but it makes me wonder like, is there a problem in the streets of Reno with randos going around cracking Whipping whips people? at people? Well, here, my question is, uh, Reno, there's a lot of farmers there, right? Cattle farmers? This is this is the kind of people who would actually use a whip. Mm. Well, it's not. It, it's only in the cities downtown where using or possessing a whip requires a city permit. Okay. Outside of downtown, presumably, you can possess <laughs> and use a whip without a permit. Is this like a, maybe it's like a bondage thing? Where no. you have these people walking around and with whips and chains? No. Well, I don't know. Well, that is an interesting question. Is it only if you're out in public or is it anyone anywhere, indoors, private companies? Because, yeah, there are such things as dominatrix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, they, I can see even people doing uh, shows based, based mm-hmm. around, you know, the, the whips and chains and whatnot. And now I'm gotta, curious how gotta, they define this because, like, those, the usual whips that dominatrix uses, they're, they're like three feet long total and they don't crack or anything like that. But they're technically called whips. Hmm. So would that even apply here? Hmm. We'll find and, out. Well, let's let's get to the meat and potatoes yeah. behind all this. Why, why is this sprung up? Why is this even a deal, a, it, a situation? It doesn't really say, hmm. but the policy is in response to an increasing number of 911 calls by people mistaking the periodic snaps and cracks of whips as gunshots. What? Now, I don't know if anyone's ever been around a whip before as it cracks, but it is nowhere near as loud as a gunshot. Nope. 
Hmm. Reno City Attorney Carl Hall said that the new restrictions were common sense whip control, <laughs> reports the Reno, Reno Gazette Journal. He stressed that the ban only applies in several downtown neighborhoods and that the archaeologist's accessory isn't restricted in other areas of the city where it might prove more useful. A city staff report says whips have grown in popularity in recent years with people using them, quote, in fights for intimidation and to practice really? cracking the whip. Man, Reno sounds wild. <laughs> Whip-related calls to police have increased 61% from 2019. Reno police say that the people using them are amateurs when it comes to proper use, and it is evident that they do not possess it for any intended proper use. What the hell does that mean? A proper use is the proper use of a whip only to you know rustle cattle or something like that? Or like, I would love what? to know what they, th- why they think they have the right to determine whether or not someone should have a whip and is it using it for a proper use? The new restrictions have proven controversial. Council member Jenny Breckus voted against the ordinance because it didn't apply citywide, thus leaving whips mm. dangerously unregulated in most of Reno. Now, that, that's sarcasm. This article is coming from a libertarian-leaning place, so keep that in mind. Meanwhile, a representative for the state branch of the American Civil Liberties Union argued that banning the possession of whips without a permit, which is now a misdemeanor, Hold up. This can't be real. Only contributes to the criminalization of the homeless, said the American Civil Liberties Union. Because homeless people are more likely to carry whips? According to that representative, the city's homeless are known for using whips for self-defense. All right. right. Well, I mean, it's you know what? You know, England has their knife problem. Uh, But they they only have a knife problem because they they ban guns. Yeah. Well, I mean... But I think I would rather have a whip than a, than a knife that requires... It's got that better requires, reach. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was a homeless person, what, what can I afford? It's already Reno, Nevada, where there's lots of ranchers already. So whips are probably on every shelf and every uh, tractor supply. So they're readily available. And, uh, and they, you could do some damage. Those things will do damage. They will. The new whip ban is certainly unusual, but it's not unique. A county in Hawaii passed a similar ban in 2018. The Associated Press notes that the ban does not apply to private property. So if you're Ah. in a hotel room or whatever being a dominatrix, (laughs) presumably that wouldn't apply to you. Okay, because I was wondering where these calls are coming from. There's a story at mynews4.com, which is one of the TV stations out there in the area, and they say that the police respond to dozens of shots Mm -hmm. fired calls every year that turn out to be snapping their homemade whips. Well, if they're doing it... On private property, then most of those people will not get caught up in this particular law, which makes the ACLU's point seem pretty strong that this is targeted against homeless people. Yes, you're absolutely right, because Mm -hmm. they're primarily the ones who would be using it in public, considering they're always in public. Correct. There's a real responsibility of increased police interactions with anyone thought to be possessing a now-prohibited whip. Mm. That's particularly concerning, given that most of the whips on Reno streets are homemade from chains, leather straps, rope, and string, according to police. Is anyone possessing bundles of these materials going to be subject to snap law enforcement stops now? One could imagine local police harassing innocent citizens based on unfounded whip tips or even conducting steam operations to corral violators. Sure can. 
There also isn't any grandfather clause in Reno's whip ban, meaning once lawful whip-possessing citizens now have been made into criminals. It's understandable that Reno politicians and police want to get a handle on excessive 911 calls. Well, they could have achieved the same thing here with some, some public service announcements about what a gunshot sounds like versus what a whip sounds well, like. Well, first of all, I don't think that dozens of calls every year is really excessive, right? Like if, there's, if the number is dozens and they're not telling us what that number is, it could be two dozen. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, it's certainly not hundreds. Not, yeah, it's right. It's probably not into the hundreds. And so if we're dealing with 12 months out of the year, we're talking about maybe two or three calls a month, right? Maximum four calls a month. So one a week. It's certainly strange mm-hmm. to refer to this as common sense whip control, considering it's just about fake 911 calls. It's not about people running around attacking each other in the streets with whips or anything like that. It's just a way of minimizing the police workload when it's... I'm confused that anyone out there doesn't know the difference between a gunshot and a whip snapping. I mean, they're very distinctly different sounds well, these, at very distinctly different levels. These are city dwellers, so it's probably people who've never had an experience with either of them. Presumably that is you the know. case, but it's crazy there in Nevada with the now outlawing of whips downtown. But again, it's just downtown and it's just in public property, but it's still stupid. It and is. the way they're approaching it, it just makes it sound like the ACLU, ACLU is right. And silly though it sounds... It does sound like it's a way of further criminalizing homelessness because I wouldn't have expected it, but the homeless in Reno seem to use whips primarily as a tool of self-defense. I got some numbers here. From January to September 2019, there were 63 calls made regarding the use of whips. So, yeah, a little over once a week. Following this, 103 calls were made between January and September 2020, and 176 calls were made from January 2021 to the present. So it has gone up, wow. but is 176 calls. <laughs> That's uh, three a week. Enough, enough to warrant uh, this, this move from their city council to unanimously vote to, to, to ban whips. Well, look at the one city councilor who voted no on it, but that wasn't because she it was like, hey, this is stupid. We're not banning whips because dispatchers have to deal with too many calls. It was because it's not citywide. Mm. So people love their control. And evidently, I mean, 176 calls a year, that's a fair number of calls. Yes, yes. It's, it's a big, every city. Other it's a big day. city, too. It's almost one every two days. Yeah. But still, how hard is it for a police <laughs> officer to drop by and be like, yes, ma'am, you're an idiot. What you saw, what you heard was a whip and, in fact, not a gunshot. Okay, well, question. What's, where is this going to lead to? This is this has taken place. This has gone into effect. Are all these homeless whippers, are they going to be uh, stopped in the streets this week? I sincerely doubt they're going to be able to get a permit. Nope. But when we get back, we're going to talk about some darkness arrests. More than 150 people have been arrested in Europe due to dark neck activities. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you can join us, share your thoughts and opinions, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And you may be wondering what these three vowels here, they are actually hot sauces that Conan made, one from habanero, one from ghost peppers, and one from reapers. And that's because I have a bit of affinity for hot and spicy foods 
which caused us last week to do the Carolina Reaper Challenge, which you can find over at video.freetalklive.com. You can watch both Conan and I suffer. You don't really get to watch me suffer a lot because when it got really bad, I went outside to where it was cold. But we're also live streaming to video.freetalklive.com because we're constantly being banned all over the place. YouTube is constantly banning us. Uh, we haven't been banned on Facebook in quite a while, but Twitch has done it in the past. But almost no one watches on Facebook, so if we had more viewers, probably, we'd probably get banned. So check out our Odyssey channel. It's a decentralized platform where we can't be censored. Well, to be more accurate, we technically could be, but we won't be. And even if we are censored there, it's underpinned by a library where we can't be censored. So check it out, video.freetalklive.com. There's more than a million channel creators over there at video, not at video.freetalklive.com, at, at Odyssey. But the easiest way to find us there is video.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. We actually have Ratspeed calling from Reno, Nevada. Ratspeed, you're on Free Talk Live. Greetings, everyone. How's everyone doing? Hey, Pretty what's good. on your mind? I, I wanted to discuss this because I have firsthand personal experience about the very issue that you're talking about, the whips. Um, so, kind of outing myself, I've been living in Reno, Nevada for almost 16 years now, mm. and I can tell you that the I understand why they made this law, but I don't agree with it. At the same time, I think it's a big piece, of, it's a big, you know, duct tape over a, a festering problem that's way a way bigger conversation than just whips. But I understand it, where you're coming from. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of laws where I understand yeah. where they're coming from. I understand where they're coming from with the seatbelt law, with helmet laws, and things like that. I don't right. agree with them, but yeah. I do understand why they think they're good things to have. Yeah, th- this is just saving face on top of a bigger problem. The bigger problem is that for the last five years, um, <sighs> the city council has been uh, catering to corporate business and big big business interests over the people and as a result we have thousands well okay maybe not thousands hundreds of homeless people whom were not previously homeless it's a combination of gentrification bulldozing a ton of historic weekly motels which were most of these people's last leg uh skyrocketing rental uh fees for you know leasing and and there's no low-cost housing practically like you know um so the biggest problem is that the city council has in fact they just signed uh they put into an ordinance a 20-year lease agreement or an exemption agreement with uh this company called jacobs entertainment whom is a uh colorado-based uh casino chain that's nationwide and uh, the guy came into town a few years ago, bought some of one of the local casinos, and anyway, bulldozed the entire like west side of Reno where all of these people were staying. Mm. And this is what has compounded into a, a growing problem. I have seen – I mean I've been downtown for years, and I've never seen it as bad as it is here. I feel so sorry for these people um and the peop the mental status you know mental illness status is is getting worse and worse and yeah there's is that so what leads people. them to purchase whips and crack them or like is there are they using them for self defense why are people using whips yeah as opposed so, to any other weapon that's readily available so here's what i noticed is around the blm protests coincidentally i don't think it has anything to do with it but around that point is when the whips whips really became popular it kind of started as like a trend 
I would see up and down people walking down the streets, uh, whether it be, you know, in front of the uh, the local faux cuisine or the, the casinos or up and down the river walk. And it's gotten so bad to the point where, like, it's day and night. I mean, it's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden, whoosh, you hear this thing. <laughs> and people, people letting off um, uh, uh, um, air horns and all that. Wow. Now, I don't know if they're buying them or making them. I think it's a combination of both. Hmm. I've seen two different styles. Uh, one person <laughs> in particular that I know about, six feet long, this whip doesn't even walk up and down the sidewalk. Basically, he's just kind of showing off. Now, mm. I don't believe that these people are imagining or, or, or they're, they're accidentally confusing these things for gunfire because I know what gunfire sounds like. I've mm-hmm. heard it, right? And I also find that claim yeah. hard to believe. The, the sound stupid. levels between the two are drastically different. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a stupid claim. They're probably trying to, you know. I mean, who knows? Maybe some people are stupid. Maybe people are just trying to make up for the fact that, you know, they hear a whip and they're getting tired of it and they they complain about it. Mm. The one thing that I think is detrimental to the whole scene down here is that it is really kind of hurting the tourist industry. So and that's where a lot of the bread and butter come from. So I think that's where they're trying to to make this law about is they are trying to save face in front of the tourists and make sure that the tourist money comes back in. Mm. But that's not taking care of the real problem. The real problem is that the city council, uh, minus Jenny Breckis, she's a very nice person. I've met her personally. I, I don't agree with her stance about banning it citywide. That, that's stupid. But she does have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of gusto, and she's actually running for mayor. Uh, so against the, the well, a the lot of politicians are very nice in person because they want to yeah. curry favor with people. They're sociopaths. I, I so I do agree with a lot of her of the policies because she's really uh, fighting back against those corporate interests that that the city is basically. A lot of people think that the 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 council is just in the pockets of these you know people that are taking over the you know they're they they're undoing certain ordinances that are protecting the the individual citizens that have been historically in place even back when the mafia was running the town right but. I mean, it's as someone changing. who does a fair amount of traveling, people, you know, practicing with whips in the streets wouldn't necessarily deter me from touring the place. But yeah. a large homeless population certainly would make me uncomfortable and make mm-hmm. me want to leave as soon as possible. And, and that's the thing. I don't blame these people for being homeless because they had their homes taken away. I mean, they had, you know, they were grungy, you know, drug filled places that, you know, were like not a suitable place to live. But but they, they had, had a roof them. over their heads. Yeah, they had a roof over their head, maybe 300 bucks a week. No contracts needed, no background checks. Basically, if you're on the street and you need a place to live, you got it going on and on. So these, you know, the, the, the individual uh, property owners were making bang on this. But then Jake's Entertainment comes in and starts pitching their quote-unquote neon line district is what they're pushing. It's going to be this big, swanky uh uh, entertainment plays. They've been playing. Oh, they want to compete time. with Vegas. Oh Wait. God, it's the Corano family who runs uh, uh, El Dorado, and they bought out uh, Caesars. They had a merger, so now they own Harrah's, Caesars, Circus Circus, Silver Legacy, and then you I got mean, the Caesars Entertainment Colorado. is one of the largest yeah. entertainment corporations in yes. the world. They got bought exactly. out. Yes, but uh, yeah, they made a deal with the Corano family. Uh, the Corano family has been in Reno for, for decades, right? So uh, a wealthy Italian family. Uh, and then Jacobs from Colorado comes in and wants to compete with them. And so they just made a $20, a 20-year contract deal that gives them carte blanche uh, yeah. access to... Thank mi- you so much for the call tonight, Rat Speed. Uh, 
Certainly sounds unpleasant, but the call sounded fantastic. If you want to sound that yeah. good, call us via the SIP line. That's ftl.onsip.info if you'd like to do that. Thanks for keeping us in the loop about what's actually happening in, happening in Reno. I would not have guessed it. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in, share your thoughts and opinions about what we've been discussing, or just change the subject and talk about whatever's important to you. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And people are always asking whether or not we actually read the chats. I mean, some people do, some people don't. But if you really want to chat with us, you need to get on the Matrix server. You can find that at chat.freetalklive.com. That's the actual official chat server of Free Talk Live. And there you can't be kicked off or, or censored or anything like that because it's... Well, you could because each uh, room can be created by other listeners and they can do whatever they want as far as administrating True, uh, but they rooms. can't be kicked from the server unless like you or I do it. It would be very difficult to kick somebody from the server. I mean, it, it could be dumb. Then you could just create another account. So what's the point? So yeah, we've, we ran we've into that with Discord. That. Yeah, we've never done that ever on this server. So no, you don't have to worry about it. Free to express your opinions at chat.freetalklive.com. And my, my moderation uh, theory is basically if you don't like somebody, just block them because I don't feel like doing anything about it. Because <laughs> we don't have to because we run right. the server. We don't have to appease Discord anymore. We used to have these corporate masters that would say, oh, you have to uh, enforce our community terms of whatever you know nonsense. And uh, now we have to do that. And, I mean, we sort of did. We had a toxic user room, but that was pretty much the extent of it. I don't think anyone ever actually got banned on the Discord server. Yeah, but they still took the, uh, took us out because somebody had got made fun of somewhere, and we didn't do anything and about that, apparently. Fit. So that was enough reason to take our entire server down. So chat freely with us at chat.freetalklive.com. Sad news in the world today. Um, freedom is always dying around the globe, especially because of the COVID-19 pandemic pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you'd like to call it. But today, evidently, there were 150 arrests regard, regarding stuff that was happening on the dark net. Ian, you have this story. Yeah, sad news. Uh, there's another one of these dark net takedowns going on. This story coming from France24.com. There's a lot of uh, vari- variants on this out there. Uh, it makes from- me especially sad that Ross Ulbricht is serving two life sentences for basically having one of these dark net websites. And the whole reason for that was to make an example out of him. That's right. So that and no one else would even attempt it. And it didn't work. No, there's there have been tons of them since Ross Ulbricht did his Silk Road back in 2011. It would be nice if the government would realize that what they attempted to do by giving him two life sentences didn't work and just let the Undo man it. out of prison. Yeah, well, that would require them to actually be somewhat human or humane. And they are just 
Not that. Uh, they don't care. They are violent, power-hungry yeah. sociopaths who, you're absolutely right, just don't care that this man is wasting away in prison. Yeah, he could be doing so much outside of prison. He could be creating all kinds of really cool things. And nope, we, we lost that person. You know, he still gets to post to, uh, you know, Twitter through some intermediary. I think it's his mom or his sister or somebody. Uh, he sends messages. So you can still follow him. I think it's Real Ross U, if I recall correctly, on, on Twitter. That may be his, his handle, so check him out. But yeah, here we are, a decade after the launch of the Silk Road. Underground Darknet Marketplace sites still exist. Uh, if you want to see links to the current ones, you can go to dark.fail. And they, you know, will show you the current list of sites that are online still. But there have been some that have been taken down. And according to France 24, Operation Dark Huntor, spelled H-U-N-T-O-R, also recovered millions of euros in cash and Bitcoin, as well as drugs and guns in one of the largest ever stings targeting the dark web, according to Europol. The bus stems from a German-led police sting earlier this year, taking down what was supposedly the world's largest darknet marketplace. Dark Huntor was composed of a series of separate but complementary actions in Australia, Bulgaria, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and the United States. According to Europol, in the U.S. alone, police arrested 65 people, 47 were arrested in Germany, 24 in Britain, and then elsewhere. A so- number of- the U.S. government was involved in this. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, this is a global so targeting. They, so they know firsthand that railroading Ross Ulbricht the way they did did not solve the problem that they were hoping it would solve. Of course they know that, yeah. But they're not going to do anything about it because no. they're violent sociopaths. Law uh, enforcement also confiscated 26, 6.7 million euros in cash and virtual currencies, as well as 45 guns and about 516 pounds of drugs, including 25,000 ecstasy pills. Italian police also shut down a couple other marketplaces. That's sad. It is. 25,000 uh, ecstasy pills would have made a lot of people very happy and would have given them a lot better connectedness with other human beings. Well, don't worry, Arya. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions more out there that they didn't take down. <laughs> Uh, point. Deep Sea and Berlusconi marketplaces have also been shut down by Italian police, which together boasted over 100,000 uh, offerings of illegal products. According to Europol, Germany uh, police closed down the Dark Market, not a very original name, but uh, apparently that was the biggie earlier this year, used by its alleged operator in Australia to facilitate the sale of drugs, stolen credit card data, and malware. And then apparently what they did, now I don't think they covered in this story... But apparently that gave them some access to some information about sellers, and they actually went after the sellers. So normally uh-huh. when they take down a darknet marketplace, they just take the marketplace down and they arrest whatever administrators they can identify associated with it, and then that's usually the end of the story. But now the 150 people that they've arrested, the bulk of them appear to be actual dealers that were operating on these sites. I seem to recall the last time the FBI attempted to do something, maybe not the last time, but it wasn't terribly long ago the FBI tried doing something about one of these darknet sites. And I don't, I don't remember what they were doing, but they ended up having to drop the charges because they didn't want to reveal the exploit that they had mm-hmm. used to compromise the security of one of these sites. Yeah, what you're referring to is when the FBI ran a very, very large child pornography website. So they busted uh, the that's site. That's what it was, yes. Yeah, they busted the site. They took it over. And then and proceeded to operate the site for a series of two or three weeks, I think, 
Um, and they upgraded the server, by the way, for the site, so it was able to serve even more pornography than it had ever been able to serve under the FBI's tutelage. And then while they Thank were running... Thank goodness they're out there keeping people safe from child pornography by distributing, distributing it, child by, pornography. Yeah, being the largest distributor uh, probably in history of child pornography. So while they were running the site, they put some sort of an exploit on the site, which was then... Um, I guess activated on I don't know what percentage of users I, there's different settings for like privacy on Tor browsers so I don't know if it hit them all or a fraction of them or whatever but it hit some of them and uh, they went around and made a bunch of arrests and one of those people uh, in a case in Washington State if I recall correctly he just had some like you know government uh, attorney some kind of you know government defense attorney and this defense attorney said you know uh, we have the right to see all the evidence in the case against us so We'd like to see the evidence about exactly how this exploit worked. We want to know, you know, what was the process, right? There needs to be a chain of evidence. Yeah, showing how they identified the attorney's client, right? Yeah, there needs to be any time the government collects evidence for a, a supposed crime, they need to have that chain of evidence. You need to be able to examine it. And so part of that chain of evidence is putting that hack or whatever on the website. What was it? How did it run? How did it operate? What was the programming language? Let's see the code. Let's see the source code of this of this thing. And the FBI went into the judge's chambers and said, uh, yeah, we're not going to, we don't want to show this judge. <laughs> and the judge uh, said, well, you have to show it or you have to drop the charges. And they chose to drop the charges. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading CBS News uh, takedown of this article. And uh, I find it very interesting. Which article? Oh. This the dark their their coverage of this of this okay. uh, uh, incident of the hundreds of thousands of pills seized in the U.S. alone, ninety percent contain dangerous counterfeit opioids and narcotics. What? And then they go on to talk about uh, some tech from, from this bust from the from the dark hunter bust. Really? So I'm thinking this is this is a monopoly takedown. Uh, they they speak specifically of some Texans who were selling what they what they said were Adderall. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was actually meth, and which I thought Adderall was meth. Yeah, isn't that pretty much the same thing? But it was counterfeit. They they said it was Adderall, and they actually had the FDA stamp on it. So this is this is a this is a monopoly crackdown. These are the big companies taking these counterfeiters mm. down. That's worth talking about further in a moment. What are your thoughts on all of this? It sounds like the pharmaceutical companies were upset that people were you know selling meth. Under the table. Instead of letting them sell the meth. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight is Aria Conan and Ian. And I would just like to remind everyone that even the U.S. Justice Department has admitted that the bulk of Bitcoin transactions, the overwhelming majority of Bitcoin transactions, are totally above the board, legal, not questionable, not illegal at all. But if you're curious about learning more about Bitcoin, go to Bitcoin.com, click Getting Started at the top of the page, take a few minutes out of your day to learn about this world-changing information. And if you already know about it, check out news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you. All of that and more on a sleek, easy-to-use modern website, 
head on over there at Bitcoin.com. We're talking about a dark web bus where they did, in fact, see some number of Bitcoins. They didn't say how much. They said, I think, 37 million. But that was also including fiat and cryptocurrency. It doesn't explicitly say how much cryptocurrency was seized. No, it doesn't. But Conan, you have this hypothesis going that this wasn't a your average law enforcement takedown. This was orchestrated or requested by pharmaceutical companies. Well, I, I think a lot of what was being sold uh, was exactly what Big Pharma is selling. Well, ex- sure. Except they have received FDA approval to do so. Uh, now, well, I, except in the case of ecstasy, uh, Big Pharma is not selling that, and that's one of the reasons that it's so popular. Not yet. Big They're Pharma's tra- also not selling uh, psychedelic mushrooms and a bunch of the, the drugs on these sites. But can, can you do me a favor, Conan, and reread the claim about the, the false stuff that they claim to have found at these dealers' houses? Because what they did was they took down a bunch of dealers from darknet markets. So uh, here's some of the things that they were able to. Uh, a law, law enforcement agency seized over $31.6 million in cash. And virtual currencies. I don't know if that's all 31 mm-hmm. six or they, they're it. not even adding virtual the virtual currencies. And approximately 234 kilograms of drugs worldwide, including amphetamines, cocaine, opioids, MDMA, during the during this whole ten long ten month mm-hmm. long operation, the Justice Department said investigators also collected more than 200 thousand pills of ecstasy, fentanyl, oxycodone, hydrocodone, and methamphetamine. Of the hundreds of thousands of pills seized in just the U.S. alone, 90% contain dangerous counterfeit opioids and narcotics, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said Tuesday. So it was like counterfeit oxycodone yeah. or, and counterfeit Adderall. So, so the other 10% are the stuff like the ecstasy probably. Okay. But the What they're doing here is they're being, of course, not entirely honest, I think, with what they're saying. They're trying to make it sound like, oh, you better watch out on the dark web. If you get something on the dark web, it's not going to be what they say it's going to be. It's going to be something dangerous. That's overwhelmingly but not true, though. That's what was. That's what shocked me when I heard that claim, because I'm like, no, because I know for a fact things that have been bought on the dark web, and now I... I'm not going to say that who it was that bought these things, but some people that I know have bought things on the dark web and have sent them to drug detection labs for a uh, a test to verify that it is indeed the thing that it was advertised as. And every time, whether it was MDMA or whether it was LSD, it was as advertised exactly the chemical it said with no adulterants nothing else was was in it it was exactly what was advertised so the idea that they are finding these can you read just one the f- phrase again about the uh the dangerous part where it says it's dangerous because the wording's really tricky you mean the 90 percent that they yeah, found yeah 90 percent uh, of the hundreds of thousands of pills seized in the u.s alone 90% came, contained dangerous counterfeit opioids and narcotics. Yeah, so counterfeit is exactly what you thought they were talking about, Conan, where there's a certain brand name, right? So Adderall, that's a brand name. There's like some sort of a chemical name sure. that Adderall is. I don't know offhand what that is, but Adderall's the the brand. And so anyone that sells that same chemical is a generic selling, version yeah, of it is selling Adderall. 
They're just not selling the brand name of it. Now, maybe some of the more dis- there may be some dishonest seller on these websites that's selling quote unquote Adderall with a fake stamp on it to make it look like it's a real Adderall pill. When in point of fact, it's still the same chemical behind Adderall, but it's not gotten from whatever corporation. Right. You know, they didn't you know hold up a a big rig with a with pallets full of uh, of Adderall. Put it you know put a gun to the guy's head and steal the actual product from the pharmaceutical manufacturer. They made the same exact thing in their drug lab where their secret drug drug lab and then made it look like Adderall. So yes, that's technically counterfeit. But it's probably the same exact thing, and that doesn't mean that it's dangerous. Right. It's as dangerous as taking Adderall, and so they're just totally trying to put a black mark on these uh, these darknet sites, and well, I, don't bu- I don't buy it. Of course they are, but the reason that darknet sites have always been so reliable, as I understand it, is because they have rating systems right. and stuff like that. You, you don't want to buy from someone who keeps killing their customers by lacing their the heroin or whatever with fentanyl. Right. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to kill your customer. That's the dumbest thing you'd ever want to do. No, you, you want, want to good get them reviews. Hooked. Anytime you're selling something online, anyone who's ever sold on eBay or Amazon or wherever can tell you a negative review can destroy you, even oh, yeah. if it's yeah. just one. And all it takes is one customer who's willing to send the thing into drug detection labs, which if you go to ecstasydata.org, uh, they will give you the instructions, and it's not just for ecstasy. I think they renamed the site. It's just that's how I remember uh, to visit it. But they will test whatever drug you send them. They won't give it back. No, so don't, they can't don't, do that. Don't send it all. Don't send them all of your stuff. But they will test it, and they will tell you the results. They won't tell you the strength, if I recall correctly, either. Mm. But they will tell you the. That's right. The that's because the DEA prohibits them from giving you the actual milligram count of what's okay. in it, but they will tell you what's in it. Now, the one example that they brought up was this Texas crew where they were selling what what they allegedly... It was counterfeit Adderall, but counterfeit it was probably Adderall. the very same chemical. It just wasn't actually produced by the company that would have made profits from them selling Correct. it. And the, I, the craziest part about this, and chat room was quick to chime in, amphetamines are not, they're different than methamphetamines. Well, obviously. I mean, but, there's but, different, but, there are different words for a reason. But only, they do the same exact thing. It's the same effects, mm. the same dosage and whatnot. It's just methamphetamines, I, I guess, attack your brain. They get to your brain quicker. There's some That's sort of it. chemical tweak that is different between them. And, 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 the and it's Schedule 2, which is illegal, whereas Adderall, which is this what, same thing, completely legal. Drugsdata.org. Well, just because it's completely legal doesn't mean it's not controlled, right? So Adderall oh, is yeah, a controlled yeah, only, substance. Only certain, only certain companies can make Correct. stuff. And only doctors can, you know, you can't just walk into Walgreens and walk well, out. Well, these days, you can, well, you could, as far as getting a prescription, you, can just, what I'm saying. you, you just call your doctor up on your your, your It's tel- not your, that easy because they're being watched like a hawk by the DEA. A lot of doctors don't want to become what are called uh, the pill shops or whatever, or the pill, you know, they don't want to get the reputation for being known as the Dr. guy feel who, good. Uh, the guy who will just prescribe you whatever you want because the DEA is constantly, you know, breathing down their necks about that. So, Meanwhile, they're just handing opioid prescriptions out left and right. Mm, maybe not, maybe not these days, not but so much last these year days. they were. And I mean, not so much here in New Hampshire, as I understand it. I thought we had it pretty bad, actually, according to the local, the local newsboys. Oh, really? I knew a friend who like broke her arm or something, and they wouldn't give her anything beyond Tylenol 3. The new site, by the way, is drugsdata.org. So if you go to ecstasydata.org, that's what it takes you to now. It's drugsdata.org. So if you are interested in, and this is something that everybody should do if you're, you know, if you care about safety, if you're yeah. going to be using drugs, 
then you should care about whether or not you're actually using the thing that you think you're using. Because if you're not using the thing you think you're using, then you could be, you know, taking some serious risks. And so take the time if you're ordering more than one of these things, which usually you do on these darknet sites, you know, a 10 pack or, or whatever, send one. I can't of imagine them. anyone going through the trouble of buying like one ecstasy pill. On the Seems net. unlikely. Send one of them with a hundred bucks to drugsdata.org. They'll test it usually within a few weeks. They put it up on uh, their website. It's publicly viewable. So everybody can benefit from this because sometimes, you know, sometimes somebody goes and buys a whole bunch of these pills and then they go and they sell them in like a club or something, right? So if you get something in a club, you can still go to drugsdata.org and see, oh, look, somebody else got this same exact pill in the same geographic area at around the same is, time that uh, that you did. Is this a private uh, company that does this for people? Is this I ha- don't know the details behind who runs drug uh, drug detection labs. And do, you, do you remain anonymous? You, you do. do. They give you like mm-hmm. a batch number or something like that that you can use to look it up. Y- you give them the number and then they just oh. publish that basically. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. And that's how you can tell whether or not you actually are dealing with an honest person, which most, as you said, Aria, most of these dealers on these darknet sites have ratings. You know, yeah, They have reputations to protect. Yeah, and all you got to do to test their reputation is just test the drugs that they send you and then put that on their on their profile and say, hey, I tested this and here's what it was. You're more likely to get something laced with something bad from your drug dealer in the streets than you're on the dark net. That is absolutely true. hundred times more likely. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings. The simple way to deal with your negative thinking the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you can take control of the airwaves, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in on what we've been talking about, which is just generally how darknet drug markets save lives. Oh, and yeah. That's, that's, and, and they compete with the big boys. They do, and they do it very well. And of course, this is, this is not a surprise to anyone who leans libertarian. We've seen this over and over Legalizing drugs so that these sorts of markets can exist openly saves people's lives. We saw the same thing with uh, oh, Backpage, I think was the name of it, the basically a prostitution website, which saved people's lives because it offered them the same sort of thing. Where So they, they arrested them. They could arrest, not arrest people, they could rate people and you know get a feel for them and find out whether or not they wanted to... Go back. Yes. And 
it saved people's lives. So obviously, yes, the people who are running Backpage got arrested, and I imagine a lot of the the people working, contractors, whatever they would be called, also were arrested. But, By the way, judge declared mistrial at the Backpage.com trial. Oh, really? Yep. How, how recent was that? Uh, September. Okay. I'd like to get into that at some point, because I haven't heard that. But before we do, let's go to the phones. We have Derek calling from Erie, Pennsylvania. Derek, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I, I heard a show the other day about the, the Canisense website, you know, with their, their CEO. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, just, I had trouble, um, I guess, registering on, on the site saying that I needed a uh, sponsor. And I didn't know if you guys would know anything about that or not, or... Yeah, there was a link posted to the Free Talk Live uh, social media accounts on that very night. So if you go back to Saturday, if you look at social.freetalklive.com and find the Free Talk Live profile there, uh, you can find that link. So basically, you have to have a sponsor, but with that link, you don't have to have a sponsor? I think that is the like the sponsor link. I, okay. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I didn't, and I, obviously- to, I didn't know you had to have a sponsor. That's That's news to me. I haven't looked yeah, into it, like, it because it I don't red and hmm. I don't do can I don't do cannabis, so I haven't looked into it. So. They're doing um, psychedelic mushrooms now too. I, I had heard which that. Is very but interesting. I have not looked That's into it. I don't have permission to use Canisense.com, but right. <laughs> I don't think they're going to give it to you either. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would be very likely, no. but one never knows. So yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about how the site works or what if you need a sponsor or whatever, but. As Ian said, head on over to social.freetalklive.com. Look us up there, and you'll find a link to it. Yep. Was that your only question tonight, Derek? That's it. All right, cool. Thank you so much for the call. We also have Dave calling from New Hampshire of RidleyReport.com. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, folks. I have an update on uh, one of the people who was arrested uh, at the the infamous Executive Council meeting in mid-October. Uh, this is the meeting where the executive council voted four to one to deny $27 million in COVID bribe money from the federal government. And nine people were arrested at that meeting. Peaceful protesters were arrested. I smile every time I hear about them voting four to one to say, no, we don't want this dirty money from the federal government. I, yeah. s- I smile every time Sununu basically has been flipping <laughs> out. Uh, 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 on top of on the oppos- opposition, calling them retards and calling them, you know, did he um, really mad. flat earthers and tinfoil hat wearers? It's like you're crazy not to take this money. And I'm like, no, no, they they know what's up. They, they did know the right they, thing. They know there's strings attached. Did every he use the word time. retards? I don't think. I think he said flat uh, tinfoil hat wearers. But okay. uh, he that, met, that he, would be unfortunate because I got suspended from Twitter temporarily for calling him a fag repeatedly. So mm. if he was going to be throwing that word around, yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell us about this. One, so what's the update? One individual, uh, Ridley. So uh, Grinnell was one of the nine arrested uh, at the governor's meeting. Uh, she was just sitting there and she was arrested. Maybe mm-hmm. they were arresting her for something, some previous outstanding warrant or something. But, That's the claim, yeah. Uh, to the public, of course, they see the video and it's going to look like, okay, they're just arresting people for sitting there, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they uh, anyway. So she, I, I listened more in depth to her uh, report on what happened to her. She did an in-depth interview with someone, and uh, she had indicated that uh, apparently a cop apologized to her for the arrest long before it happened. Like, what do you mean? Like before the meeting, or 
Like he was like, we're sorry for what we're going to do to you later. Well, yeah, she was outside trying to get some of the demonstrators to do something that the police wanted them to do. Um, And they were like clear a fire lane or something like that. And uh, yeah, she said a a policeman came up to her and thanked her for what she did and then apologized to her. Huh. She didn't know why he was apologizing. Then suddenly she was in jail. So he had like you a know. guilty conscience, and because because we know this was an orchestrated event. Oh yeah, they were already they, they were already in the wings, ready yeah. to, ready to charge in as soon as Sununu Flanunu gave them the the go ahead. Yep. This um, no no <laughs> the uh, this um, uh, what's interesting about this though I remember you guys were criticizing her, uh, maybe not necessarily her personally, but some of the people for uh, you know kind of praising the police or being really nice to them or whatnot. And uh, I wanted to give an historical precedent. Uh, the, uh, this is a key tactic of the Serbian resistors in, in uh, 1999 and 2000 who were successful at stopping the Balkan Wars and overthrowing Slobodan Milosevic without, throwing, without firing a shot or throwing a punch. Um, they had a policy of praising the police who were arresting them. So this was part of their hmm. training. They would just say, oh, yes, we know you're just doing your job. Yeah, it's really terrible. You have to be forced to do this stuff. And, it, and really quickly, right, you started getting to a point where there was an incident where uh, one of the cops, you know, arrested someone almost on direct orders from the president. And later that day, he got a call from his wife. Did you arrest so-and-so? She's like, you're not coming home tonight if you arrested so-and-so because he's a good kid. He's always nice. You know, and so, so the, the idea of actually being nice to the police, I'm not sure I want to praise them for doing something terrible, but um, the, the nicer you can be to them, and I don't always get this perfect either, you know, but the nicer you can be to them, the more of these cops you will create who were apologizing to Teresa and, and uh, to, to Therese. And the more I see you your point, undermine- but man, it's, it's a difficult pill to swallow. I mean, certainly shouting, Ooh, wow. certainly You're shouting not, at them and calling. Certainly, you gotta be the. You gotta try to be the good guy. Yeah, but I mean, yelling at them and calling them Nazis isn't going to make them stop doing what they're doing. You're right about that. Right. Yeah, mm. that doesn't help. It can make a video more dramatic and get be get be get seen by more people. Uh, you know, so, so but but basically, I just wanted to, to outline that there is a historical precedent that these demonstrators did instinctively follow. Uh, you know, whether for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And we shouldn't throw out the, the, the idea of, of, of uh, you know, winning the police over. I, okay, so I'm listening to your story, David, and maybe I'm understanding it a little better after kind of rolling it over in my mind for a moment. What you were saying was the policeman in, in Bosnia or whatever, Serbia, um, the policeman's wife that was mad at him, she didn't actually know the person who he had arrested. She just sort of knew of him as being a nice person. I think she. I think they were in the same. It was all in the same town. He was ordered to arrest. He had been putting off arresting some people in his town because he knew they weren't really doing anything wrong. Because mm-hmm. they would do these cute little publicity stunts. They were a lot of fun. These poor people in Serbia. But I mean, and, he did ultimately uh, arrest the kid, right? Yeah. So he arrested him, and his wife like wouldn't let him come home. So he but is the theory that the, his wife? I'm sorry. Just to clarify, is the theory that his wife was aware that he was always very nice? because she knew him personally or that she just sort of knew of him as being a nice person because that's what people said about him because he was nice to the cops. I mean, it seems like a bit of a disconnect to say that him being nice to police in the past would have uh, you know, gotten to the cop's wife, but is that what's being said here? They they knew each other. They, she knew the, the kids that Then that's arrested. different then, right, and, than just being yeah, nice maybe, to the maybe, cops. Maybe so, but still, 
still, the point remains that Vote For had a policy of getting its activists to really, you know, yeah, but the police still arrest. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry I, I to come around that, with you. The yeah, police I, still arrested this kid. I think the police need to be shamed for what they're doing, and I think they need to be shamed by a large number of people because ultimately that's what his wife did to him. He, his wife shamed him. She said, sure. "You shouldn't have arrested this kid. I knew him. He was a good kid." And if enough people start treating the police like the thugs that they're behaving, then maybe they'll get it through their heads that not everybody likes them. And I think they are starting to get it through their heads with all the Black Lives Matter. Ra- Black Lives Matter rallies and things like that with police resigning because like, hey, look, we don't want to have this reputation anymore. We don't want to do it. Even before Black Lives Matter, it was hard for police departments to hire new cops. What do you think? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Dean. And Cody. And last year, we told you about Intercoin, which can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now, Intercoin.org has launched worldwide, so if there's a token you want to launch or an app you want to build... Go to intercoin.org, enter your email, and the team will get in touch with you and learn about your needs. And while you're there, if you want, get some of the Intercoin investor tokens for yourself at intercoin.org, I-N-T-E-R coin.org. Let's keep going with the phones. We have Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you very much. It's on your mind tonight. uh, Well, just real quickly, I want to say... Mark is still out there promoting someone moving other than to the Free State Project, and he's doing it so regularly, it's ridiculous. Where are you seeing him doing this? Well, he's not doing it on Free Talk Live. It's it's playing on on this feed here, so I don't know. I'm here. Is it the yeah, Free Mark? Private Cities ad? Oh, the Free Private Cities ad. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's promoting people for freedom to move somewhere else than New Hampshire. Look, I'm not going to promote New Hampshire as the one-size-fits-all approach for someone who wants to achieve liberty in our lifetime. If someone wants to try an alternative, I'm okay with that. Yeah, good I, for them. I think New Hampshire, the Free State Project, is the most successful and the most likely to succeed. But if that just doesn't right. inspire someone, yeah. But if that doesn't inspire someone, then they should be. If that doesn't inspire someone, then they should be allowed to hear the alternatives. Maybe something will inspire them. Yeah, maybe one of those alternatives will actually take off. Who knows? Well, I doubt it. it you know, there's so, so many reasons that it won't work. Uh, you know, none. That's what they said about New Hampshire. Well, I, you know exactly, but but. You know, I, I there's just they're you know they're starting from scratch. They don't. They, so did the Free State know, Project? No, not really. There. New Hampshire was already a good starting place. There was a reason why New Hampshire was chosen, which was because it was arguably the freest of all the fifty states. No, it has a hundred one. There's a hundred and one reasons why uh, New Hampshire was chosen. You can go right. to one hundred one reasonsfilm.com. Right. You can watch a great little documentary right. film about it. There's a right. text version of that as well. Very, very persuasive yeah. that it was yeah. a good starting point. Well, no, I agree. I'm not saying that we were, you know, we didn't have a good start. 
I'm saying I didn't that, say you were saying that nobody else, nobody else has a good start. I mean, that's my point is that 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 that, you know, these these things are going to did Mark ever, uh, you know, encourage, uh, you know, a, a free, you know, space. Uh, operation space? in in New Hampshire. I uh, mean, he itself. spent free space? he spent years on, here on Free Talk Live advocating for people to move to New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, look, no, he's burned I, out, I, bad I, slave. I mean, it's just a reality. We've lost a lot of people over the years, and Mark, unfortunately, is is one of them. And it had the people who'd left New Hampshire to pursue whatever it was in their life that brought them away from New Hampshire, whether it be, you know, taking care of a sick elderly family member or wanting to just go in a different direction in their life. If If those people had stayed, we'd probably have, you know... More than you know, I don't know, fifty percent more people here. Uh, there Mark, were a lot. There's Mark. a lot of people who uh, sadly were really talented that decided they were going to leave. Now maybe some of them will come back someday. They'll realize that uh, things are better here now and better than anywhere else on the planet by far. I think that's clearly true. Hmm? He's 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 delusional. Uh, but but uh, you know, I'm done. Okay. I'm done with Mark. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about Pendulette. Pendulette. Uh, uh, another sad story. He's not. Oh, you here. know something about it. Uh, the, his his daughter Moxie decided that she's a boy. Oh. And 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 how old uh, is she? So what you meant was his son Moxie decided that he was a boy. Huh? I just looked. Moxie Crime Fighter is her mm-hmm. uh, name, middle name. Anyway, Crime uh, Fighter she, is his middle name. Her middle, his middle name, I guess. Now, I I, I don't know. Uh, Who gives but, their kid uh, a middle name like Crime Fighter? Angelette. <laughs> Angelette. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he, so he's got a trans he kid. A, he lived in a prison uh, for a while. I don't know if you knew that. Pended. Um, he yeah he owned he bought a prison property and he. You know, weird. Gussied it up, of course, but uh, so Ian had asked how I, old Moxie is. I just looked it up. She's in her teenage years. Yeah, it says teenage. Um, this this article is in uh, Taki Mag. Okay, you why know. is this relevant though? Yeah, I mean, does, who this, cares? does this bother you? Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is that he's completely abandoned libertarianism. Well, why does what his daughter did have anything to do with that? I mean, it's true. He has abandoned libertarianism, but whether well, or not he's abandoned libertarianism seems to have no bearing whatsoever on what his daughter has chosen. Well, it's all part of the same transition he's going into. I don't you know, agree. People are, people are saying he's gone, uh, he's gone vegan, so he's, he's uh, you know, I don't know, it's changed his brain or something like that. I mean, he's... He's, uh, <laughs> he's, been, well, dr- he's been drinking the water. I don't know what happened, though, uh, Bad Slave, but Teller also switched to a Democrat in the 2020 election, and both Penn really? and Teller uh, endorsed Joe Biden, and that was when, you know, I found out wow. about all this, and it was just like a real shock, because... Yeah, Penn put out yeah. that stupid little message about how... We have to choose love and togetherness, or right, whatever it was. That somehow he said. Biden stands for either of those things, and it's it was ridiculous. Right, right. So, I mean, focus on the real issue here, and that is that Pendulette, supposed libertarian, has lost his uh, his way, has lost his libertarianism. Not what his right. his kid decides that she or he well, wants I, to do. I think that the kid 
changing trans is is has changed it was the the impetus for what for this all this change that doesn't make any sense uh, at all oh no i understand well, uh, i it, hold, it, hold on hold on slave I, I will explain it pin's trans son corrupted him into liberalism <laughs> the same way that i turned you into a liberal huh? and that bonnie turned you into a liberal <laughs> Wait, you're that's, a liberal now? What? No, of course he's not, but that's what people have said, right? <laughs> hey, did you turn your dad into well, a liberal? No. Ian's sadly. not a liberal. No, he's controlled how? opposition. You didn't hear? <laughs> so wait, you turn you didn't turn your family into liberals when you went um and changed your no, Did not. And have, you, and have you seen Ian's hair tonight? Totally totally liberal. Yeah. He's totally woke. <laughs> So right, that's essentially what you're slave. saying, bad slave, right? I, I certainly yeah. don't agree. Thank you so much for the call tonight. That's ridiculous. By the way, I know you guys have been trying to get me to go watch a movie with you. <laughs> uh, now we're not allowed to watch movies, apparently. I know Wait, where what? you're going with this. Yeah, no, I'm not going out with Ian in any movies until <laughs> that hair grows back. What, did you think I'll look like your boyfriend or something? No, because you look like the guy from the, the shooter the shooter kid. <laughs> oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> was it Seattle? No, it, Colorado. It was, the, dark, uh, the Dark Knight. Aurora, uh, Aurora. Aurora Colorado. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if there's another new movie, uh, we may be able to go see one again or something. Dude, Dude is out right now, and I can't watch any of the reviews. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, they, everyone's saying. Have you gone to see it? Nope. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. I'd also rather just like to focus on Penn's politics instead of whatever his family's getting up to. But what do you think? 603-283-6160. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. It's Free Talk Live, where your calls and thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight is Aria, Conan, and Ian. And I don't think any of us here are particularly fans of Noam Chomsky. I don't know a whole lot about him. He's, he's, he's got a good anti-war stance. That's about all you can say that's about it. him. And that's it. He's otherwise pretty much a commie, right? He... He well, claims, I always understood him to be an anarcho-syndicalist. He, he claims that, and he also claims uh, libertarian socialist, whatever the hell that is. It's, a, it's an anarcho-communist, is what that is. And Correct. So, I, I used to argue with libertarian socialists about this, because when they described it, it's just anarcho-communism. Yeah, and sy- syndicalism is where you basically the, the workers unite, and they take over the economy. It's, which is, it's ruled by unions, Correct. Right? And it's it's not anarchy at all. It's control by unions. Yeah. So anti-war, that's about all he's got going. But yeah, he's back in the news uh, today. Uh, he has come out with his opinion, and this is really uh, a lot of the far left's opinion on what to do with those nasty, leper, unvaccinated, MAGA hat-wearing losers. And here's his here's his take. Philosopher Noam Chomsky argued... I, I... Have never worn a MAGA hat in my life. Well, Me neither. They, they usually the unvaccinated are thrown into the uh, to the MAGA camp, even though w- we all here have never. I don't even know any. But with, not, not even my dad. My dad voted Trump, but he would never wear a red MAGA hat. 
so I don't know that I've I don't even know anybody who wears this nonsense. But anyways, I don't think I do either. Vincent, he oh used really? To wear a mega hat. Sincerely. Mm, or, at, or, is, or is he trolling? Okay. Well, Hard to say. Wearing one because you're trolling is different from wearing one sincerely. Or wearing one, I guess if he's just trying to get a reaction from people, that is by definition trolling. That's a good way to get a reaction these days. Noam Chomsky argued that those who remain unvaccinated should be segregated, saying that that obtaining food after they had the decency to remove themselves from the community was their problem. (laughs) Yeah, these people really do hate unvaccinated people. I'm okay with, you know, having to buy food directly from the farmers who almost certainly are not vaccinated themselves. We're going to get to that argument because he's talking, yeah, he brings this up like, we're going to have all the food, we're going to have all the stuff, and you lepers can go over to the corner over there and you can just deal with it. Except what he doesn't realize... The truck drivers, the people working... The farmers, yeah. the workers, they're all unvaccinated MAGA people. They're mm-hmm. not... So they they have... They're holding the cards, man. Well, certainly not all of them, but quite a few of them, certainly. I mean, I- think about your average truck driver. He's not... He's not a Bernie supporter, man. No, he's not. He's not. After the West Ling linguist was asked what separation of the unvaccinated would look like on a practical level, Chomsky said the unvaccinated should remove themselves from the community. Hey, I would love to. Look, we could could. just come to New Hampshire and remove ourselves from the community that is the United States. And then we can have our little unvaccinated paradise here. I got to say, I'm with Noam Chomsky on this one so far. Yeah. Uh, Will they let us? Will they let us actually remove ourselves from society? You can't leave the, the plantation, and if you do leave the plantation, you just go to right to another one, the next door, the next door plantation. So we should remove ourselves from the community for the safety of others and make arrangements to get food without coming in contact with others. "Quote: How can we get food to them?" Chomsky told YouTube's Primo Radical on Sunday. Well, that's actually their problem. Chomsky 92 compared people who do not want to get vaccinated to those who do not want to stop at red lights in traffic, saying that if people treasure... Yeah, I really if, don't want to stop it, at red lights in traffic. I mean, if there's it, no traffic, I'm, right. I'm not inclined to stop. That's a, good, that's a good, good way to look at it. I will usually stop long enough to make sure that there's no one coming. And but no cops go. around. Yeah, and that too. So he compares it's them just to, like walking across the street, you know, here in Keene, a lot of people wait for the stupid light to come on, indicating they, they can walk, even oh, though there's no traffic. And they, put, and they push the button anyways. No traffic. They oh, push I hate the button. it when they do that, because then you have to wait for the light, even though they've already right. crossed. It's Yes, they need to remove those things for sure. I am, I am in total agreement to that. Well, they're useful during the day, when there's a lot of traffic and a lot of people walking around, but at nighttime, just 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 walk. Just go. Just, go. just, just stop, stop pushing the button. So, yes, he compares them to uh, people who don't stop at traffic lights, saying that if people treasure their liberty so much, they should find a way to protect it and secure it for themselves. I'm still agreeing here, like seceding from the United States. The linguist's remarks were met with mixed reactions on Twitter, with some supporting his calls from the unvaccinated to be isolated. Some some blue checkmark says Noam Chomsky is trending because he wants to get tough on people who choose to stay unvaccinated. Good for him. Tough as yeah, in throwing really... them into camps, though. Yeah. Yes, that's where, and that's yeah. where it's leading. That's and, right. and the most surprising part about this is guess who Noam Chomsky is? He's the, he's the son of two Jewish immigrants. Mm. You think he would know if better. anybody, he would know better. But he's, he's, he's actually asking for it. He's calling for it because what happens when these people don't self-isolate? 
what happens when they do want to go out and buy food from the farmer's market and supposedly one of Gnome's buddies, what, a, what, is, what his buddies is there. What happens if they don't voluntarily move to the ghetto that you told them they should move to? What happens mm-hmm. if they don't put the star on their chest uh, so that you oh, can... no, no, no. The star is for the people who are vaccinated. No, now. no, no. We, we, we've talked about this. Uh, it'll start like that. Mm-hmm. And then all the star wearers be like, wait a minute. Why are we wearing the stars? We outnumber these people. Well, the stars they might, sh- no, no, they it should won't be wearing, ever change. Because- I have to buy a special star and sew it on. No, 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 no. The lepers should do all that. No, see, that's not the way it is. The star makes them feel good about mm-hmm. themselves. Like they've done like something good. And like the, a merit badge. Yes, and your lack of a star makes you bad because you didn't do something good. So they, they love the star. They've reversed the plot, basically. Right. See. Oh, it's not like Nazi Germany. It's def- not yet. It's different. It's different. It's different this time. It'll, yeah, it'll this be- time when they're talking about people self-isolating from the rest of society, they would never actually go through with it. No, not this time. Just this, like they this would, time, it'll be good. It'll be better this time. Absolutely. Build back better. And they would never actually go through with a vaccine mandate, telling people, "Hey, look." You can't go to restaurants, you can't go to grocery stores, you can't go to bars, you can't go to any of these places, and if you do, you're going to get treated like a second-class citizen if you don't have this vaccination card. They would never actually do that, like we talked about more than a year ago here on Free Talk Live. Nope. By the way, the obedient are very, very excited. The FDA panel has apparently approved vaccinations for kids from 5 to 11 years old. So that's going to move on to the CDC and then possibly for full uh, approval from the FDA. It's very, very, very exciting for these obedient people. They're ready to get their kids all jacked up on a vaccine. You mean, you mean that FDA approved uh, vaccine that does it's not even on the market yet? It's still the old one. Comernity mm. isn't isn't even out yet. Yeah. So if it, so, by the way, if if any workers out there, their bosses are are uh, uh, threatening you. All you got to say is it hasn't been approved yet. Oh yes, it has been approved. No, actually, it hasn't been approved. Comernity has been approved. Well, there isn't even a mandate yet, and there's talk about them pushing it back until after the holidays because they don't want to make the sh- worker shortage even worse. Yeah, how do you like that? Before the holidays, yeah, the, the business they- the business sector has come out and be like, uh, let's just <laughs> hold off a second. We're you know for fourth quarter right now. This is when we make our money. For the rest of the year, this is how we survive. If you if you do this to this now and these two the next two months, oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad either way. So uh, others accused him of being a socialist and slammed them as an overrated, babbling, authoritarian mess. See, I don't think accusing someone of being a socialist should be an insult. They insult him by pointing out that he's a sociopath who was just talking about segregating some 20%-ish of the population. It's more than that. And making them fend for themselves about how they were going to actually survive. It's like, it's like over 40% who are not fully vaccinated. And when you consider the boosters and, and those coming down, I think, oh, I think way, it's going to be 50-50. Speaking of the CDC, today they approved a fourth booster shot for people who are highly at risk. I don't remember exactly what terminology mm. they used. Oh, but- you mean like Colin Powell? I don't know. Yeah, but let's just get all the sickly old people to take this thing. This this is exactly what they want, man. Get these people off the books. Get these these tax breathe these 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 this meat. I see. I just get don't see it that way. They they're just funneling as much money as they can to Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson, and getting rid of old people, which are just sucking it down. They're not they're not helping the economy. They're 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 they're, they're the Ponzi scheme doesn't need old people. I no tend to tr- think Colin Colin Powell probably wasn't unwealthy you know he was probably contributing to the economy it's hard to be an 80 year old no he was in a hot he surely had money though he had health problems yeah but he was paying his his bills Mm. right 
you would think. But what are your thoughts? Maybe I'm wrong. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up about what this psychopath thinks should be done to unvaccinated people. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we're talking about Noam Chomsky here, who is 92 years old and clearly uh, losing his sanity. He's arguing basically that people who are not vaccinated should self-isolate from society. Well, you know old people... And children and drunk people all speak the truth. So my question is, is he getting old and senile and just babbling? Or is this how he's always felt, which I believe that it is. He's always and been he's a leftist. Just, and he's just speaking his mind the way that he's always felt, but he's yeah. been holding back. I don't think he's losing anything. He's always been a hard leftist. So it's the leftists who, by and large, are the majority of the supporters of this you know, COVID madness, crackdown, medical authoritarian state. So this isn't a surprise at all. I don't think it would have mattered if he were 92, 62, or 42. And he has always argued about the community. And what do you do? Yeah, this, because this does, that, this does that's how up. the liberals justify all of their belief system, but it's for the greater good. You've got to crack some eggs to make an mm. omelet, and I absolutely hate that because if you ask 100 different people... You will find at least one person who you are the egg that they want to crack to make their perfect little paradise. But this does bring up a good question. How would we handle it? Now, I know how I would handle COVID-19. I would just stay home that day and then I'll, you know, maybe even a couple of days and, you know, not to come in and get my my, my coworkers sick. You mean if you caught it? If yeah. I caught it, yeah. I mean, there are, there are ways to handle it. But that's just a cold. That's what this is. Now, what if it was actually something like, I don't know, like smallpox? which is can be devastating. Mm. I think like 30% of people who were, who got it were actually succumbing to it. And and not to mention mm. being horribly scarred and some people even blinded from this from this ailment, which, you know, that's a that's a real situation. Now, how would we handle someone with smallpox in our community? Uh, would we insist, imagine differently? Would, would we well, insist I mean, that they self isolate? Look, if there were bodies piling in the street, then certain, and there was a vaccine for the thing that was killing people. I would not have the same. No, I'm not taking that vaccine approach that I have to COVID nineteen. Correct. You would weigh the options. Mm-hmm. You would be like, uh, uh, "What are my risks of just of just trucking on through?" Yeah, I'd be like, "I drove to the studio today and I bypassed you know 14 dead bodies <laughs> in the streets of 30 year olds. I'm going to take this vaccine." The Noam Chonksies of the world. That's how they. That's how they're treating this. They're like people are dying like flies from this nonsense. It's insane. And, and but see, I had COVID nineteen. And I went about my life just like normal. I realized a lot of people, oh my God, you probably got so many people sick. I got zero people sick when I had COVID-19. Yeah. Working here and working at my other job. So I I think the problem with this argument, I think he's right on a certain level if it was actually a pandemic, a real pandemic. Even if it was a real pandemic. people were dying on the streets. I couldn't possibly be like, hey, you people who don't want to get vaccinated, you you have to self-isolate. Even if it was real pandemic, man, and, and starve because uh, we're not going to work because that's your problem. We don't. I don't care how you get food; it's your problem. Yeah, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I, I still wouldn't say that. If, if, that's what he said, though. 
I know. But I'm saying even if it was a real pandemic with bodies piling in the streets, I wouldn't tell people, hey, look, if you don't want to get vaccinated, you have to stay away from the rest of society and figure out how to get your own food. Yeah, well, he's not. I'm sorry. I don't buy it that he's saying, oh, it's self-isolation. No, that's going to be enforced. Yes, because it, it has to be. Yeah, none he, of these he's, he's not going to he's not going to say that. He and he didn't say that. Yeah. But that's how it has to happen. Right. Otherwise, people aren't going to follow the rules. They're not going to stop at the stupid stoplight. They're going to go right on through when there's no one there, just like we all do. Well, it's certainly true that the Jewish people in Nazi Germany did not voluntarily move to the ghetto or put the stars on or get in those cattle cars. Right. And, they, that's, they and, and, by, and it was all cumulative. That's how it happened. First, you went to the ghettos. Mm-hmm. Then you yes. had to wear the stars. Then, uh, uh, then the uh, what was it? Even weren't they weren't they disease ridden? Wasn't that the claim that was going around? We mm-hmm. had to get these people out of the city because they're full of disease, and so and now lice and stuff. And it was because they were all crammed in these unsanitary exactly. ghettos. Yeah. So now we got to get them out of the city. Get in the cattle cars. You're going to a better home. You better go to a better place. And, and, look, and they all just did it. I hate comparing the treatment of the unvaccinated people for COVID nineteen to how the Nazis treated the jews but it at a certain point you have to recognize history and realize that yeah it actually did start with little stuff like this and Mm -hmm. it continued getting worse and worse gradually dehumanization over like a 20 year period until there was a holocaust that's where this is going division division and before you know it and it's working you're actually executing members of your community of your society that 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 have been dehumanized over years Mm -hmm. and it's working with not everyone on an alarming number even if it's just one person on twitter saying hey noam chomsky's onto something here that's one too many people well it's way more than one good news there two i have two tweets of people who don't agree with noam Sonia Poulton, blue check, says Noam Chomsky once had a fine mind. Now he's an overrated, babbling, authoritarian mess. Isolate the unvaccinated from society? What about stop listening to academics who are well past their best, mm-hmm. if he was ever best? Dave Rubin, blue check, Mark Chomsky is a truly disgusting human being. Wow. Alternate tweet, pathetic old socialist reveals evil nature, which lays just beneath every oh-so-tolerant progressive. Mm. Yeah, and he's right. Well, I'm sure they're showing their true colors. I'm sure they can find plenty of you know right wing people, conservatives who condemn this sort of thinking. But how many people on the left are actually saying, "Hey, you know what? That's that's too far." That's what I would be curious. Those are the people I want to hear from. The the blue checkmark people who are like, "Hey, look, man, I'm with you. I'm anarcho syndicalism all the way." But what you're talking about here, I'm not okay with that. Mm. Well, like like we said, he didn't actually say. Uh, forced isolation. He never mm-hmm. went that far. We know that's where it's going to lead. Oh, yeah. But his leftist buddies who are like, uh, you, you know, they're not going to come. No, they're going to, they're, 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 they've come out in defense of him because he hasn't actually gone there yet. He hasn't, he, he didn't say cattle cars yet, but that's where it's going. Chomsky's, Chomsky's remarks on segregating the unvaccinated come after a growing number of businesses are requiring their workers to get vaccinated. About 1,900 state workers in Washington the state of Washington, reportedly reportedly either resigned or were fired by October 19. And Northwell Health in New York fired 1,400 employees on October 4 for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this is an interesting side effect of what's been going on with these mandates is like government workers are actually losing their jobs. You know how hard it is to fire a government worker? You can actually, if they're actually getting rid of all these government workers, then that's good news. But of course, the bad news is they're probably going to try to hire a bunch more to replace them. But if if this actually resulted in government's uh, payrolls getting smaller by, you know, 25%, I mean, I can't complain about that. Yeah, government workers, but... 
Healthcare workers? Yeah, that's not good. That's that's, that's where good. the that's where we're going to have real issue in the next couple yeah, of years. Now, we, now, now we're all right. You as definitely as, want to fire healthcare workers during, during a, a pandemic. pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's certainly the best approach. While the left wing philosopher has made headlines in the past for controversial remarks such as uh, for calling for reparations for black people, he also signed an anti-cancel culture letter in July 2020, warning of an intolerant climate on all sides. I'm not familiar with that one, but. Uh, yeah, gnome. Apparently, he's okay with an intolerant climate now. Yeah, that. He's well, bre- that's he's how it's it. always been with people, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't want to tolerate people who aren't tolerant because they don't understand what the word tolerant me- means to them. They think tolerance means accepting. If you don't accept someone one hundred percent, then you're you're being intolerant. But tolerance no. means allowing. Yes, it just means not stopping it. Like mm-hmm. I tolerate my dog chewing on pieces of wood because I know that means she's not destroying something that I don't want her to destroy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't approve of it, but I tolerate it because it's the lesser of evils and it's not really a big deal. You need to get, that dog, you need to get that dog a squeaky toy. Dude, she, de- she destroys them. She's a young, energetic golden retriever. They don't stand a chance. Get her a Kong. She can't destroy it. What is a Kong? A Kong? Oh, you never seen a Kong before? Uh-uh. You have to look it up. It's like this little frozen thing that you... It's not frozen. Pe- Oh, no, I it's, just a, it's hard rubber. Now, Very hard. Now we rubber. have determined that she she'll no longer eat ghost peppers. I'm I'm assuming not. <laughs> well, she doesn't chew on any of the cables that I put ghost pepper sauce on. <laughs> there you go. So there is that. But she did attempt because I keep her treats in Ziploc bags, and I had ghost peppers in Ziploc bags, and she found them in my purse, which she knows she's not supposed to go into. But you know, she's in that rebellious teenage phase. Mm. So she discovered a Ziploc bag. Was like, ooh, I found treats. Yeah. I thought she ate one of them because there were two in there and I only found one. But last night she started growling and barking. I turned around to see what she was doing because she's a golden retriever and they don't growl or bark ever. And sure enough, there was a, a little ghost pepper sitting there on the floor that she was just growling and oh, barking at. she didn't at. eat it. No, she, she just had, spat it out. She had bit into it, but then she had decided, decided oh, against I'm, it. I'm, I'm not uh, eating okay. that. But she was very <laughs> unhappy that it, it had the audacity to continue to exist. But it does work as a way of keeping her from chewing things that I don't want her to chew on. I don't tolerate her chewing on cables and stuff, hence the ghost pepper sauces on them. But tolerating something doesn't mean you approve of it. You kind of have to tolerate things that you don't approve of. Tolerate just means not stopping it. Just means allowing it. The left doesn't understand that. That's how we end up in this position. But what are your thoughts? 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. Coming up, we're going to talk about the metaverse that Facebook is pimping. But first... More news from New Zealand and their prime minister. They have a new plan to track people and monitor people. That's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Cody. And the Prime Minister of New Zealand hopes that fully vaccinated Aucklanders, I guess that's a city, Auckland, Probably in the New capital. Zealand, will be able to leave the city by Christmas. Oh, isn't that nice of her? <laughs> isn't that nice? I hate this woman. That, ah. To reiterate, that means in a part of the the Western society world. They're not. I don't. They're not in the West, but they are Western society. Certainly in New Zealand, mm-hmm. there, there is a place where people are not allowed to leave their city, and that's absolutely horrifying. And it's worse, as I understand it, in Australia. We're going to tell you all about what this crazy lady has to say. But first, we have Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, good evening. Yeah, I got a I got an interesting news blurb thrown in my ear today that I wanted to share with y'all. The uh, evidently in the Amish community, you know, they're all anti-vax and whatnot. Well, the uh, COVID virus has already rode through the whole herd, and they now have herd immunity and have a zero infection rate. Oh yeah, they don't have uh, they don't have any cases of autism either. Isn't that crazy? No, no. really? Yeah, nope. Amazing. Not- Unless unless yeah, they are unless they are unless they're putting them up on the hill for the wolves to eat at, at infancy, <laughs> you know who knows, but or or they're not reporting it. But I've it? I've never yeah. heard that. I, I've never given it any yeah. thought either. Uh, I wonder what Noam Chomsky and these other progressives would have to say about the Amish being unvaccinated because they don't get any vaccines. Is that isn't that correct? Yeah, I think so. It is, and uh, they also don't pay I, I have social a security. That's I have a granddaughter that's autistic because of the MMR mm. vaccine. Mm. She, it was like, uh, I don't know, nine months, 18 months, something like that. She got it, and within three days, they, they noticed changes. I don't but, know what's uh, causing gotta... the rise in autism. And I know a lot of people like to say, oh, well, there's no real actual rise in autism. They just changed the diagnostic criteria so that it covers a larger, ra- larger range of things. But look, um, I'm one of the few people my age in my family who doesn't have kids, I've got like 12 nieces and nephews at this point, and close to a quarter of them are at least some level of autistic, and it's noticeable. Mm. And this wasn't in your family before? No, no. so whatever they like to say about, you know, in the diagnostic criteria change, yeah, that, that may be true, but there is still absolutely a rise in the rates of autism among people under the age of 12. I don't know what's causing it, but it's certainly there. I got another one from the geniuses at Harvard, if you can bear with me. Go ahead. They've got a 95% vaccination rate, Harvard University, between staff, students, and everything else, right? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, about, two years ago, or about two weeks ago, they decided to go back to online learning. They have so much faith in the lies that they, that they spread. That's true. And these are the people that are educating our judges and lawyers that have been riding roughshod over us this whole time. Now, did they go back to online learning because of a, an outbreak in cases or anything like that? Well, I think the, probably, be, but the people that are vaccinated are the ones that are getting whacked right now. This thing is going to, the, the pimple is going to burst. They're not going to be able to hide what they do here pretty quick because the death rate 
of the vaccinated is going to go through the roof. Oh, they're going to hide it because uh, correlation well, is they, not they causation. Have no choice. Correlation is not they causation. No so somebody who dies after the vaccine, they'll just say, oh, that, that wasn't the vaccine that killed him. It was blood clots. Yeah, and they they will never actually admit. I mean, and even if they do actually admit it, I mean, they can be as truthful as they want. The average person out there is not actually paying any attention to what the media is saying about the COVID-19 and vaccinations and the ability of vaccinated people to still get and spread COVID-19 and still, in fact, be hospitalized and still die. Well, what the media mostly says is they might report on those stories, but they'll always include a paragraph about how everyone knows vaccination is effective and it's helping people and vaccinations are good. And now you can go get your third vaccine. Oh, and by the way, this report brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. (laughs) Thank you so much for the call tonight, Major Payne. I was reading an article today where the CDC evidently described the vaccines as extremely safe. I I don't Mm. know about most people out there, but... That's not the language that scientists normally use. Mm. Yeah, they, w- they bring you numbers. Yeah. Which, by the way, the efficacy of, this, of these vaccines have been plummeting. Uh, we, once upon yeah, a time, it was yeah. like 100%, 90, or yeah. 95, 96, 98%, and now it's going the other direction. Yep, now you need a booster after a few months. And if you're immunocompromised, you, you need a fourth booster now. Already. Uh, by the way, I was wrong. Auckland is not the capital of New Zealand. It's just the biggest city. The capital is Wellington. So let's go to what this crazy lady has to say, because she's the prime minister, I believe, of the entirety of New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. I think that correct. is correct. Yeah. Oh, there is no unmuted. She looks like a lizard. Oh, it oh, is yeah, not so two different classes of people. I'm going to restart it. So you basically see it. This is going to be like, well, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see it like this. The two different classes of people, if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated... That is what it is. So, yep. So, so She yeah. is smiling while yeah. she says this. The, the reporter, if you couldn't hear him, he basically says, what you're saying is, this is, going, this is going to create two different classes of people, one with rights and one without. And she says, yep. exactly. That is what it is. It yes. is exactly what it is. Two different water bubblers, water fountains. Mm-hmm. With a smile on her face. Yeah. Horrible woman. She's going to look so... When, when when this is all said and done, and we're and we're we are taking all the Fauci's and this woman, and we're parading them down the street, sh- heads shaved, naked, you know these war these criminals, these criminals against humanity. She's going to look real weird. She's already weird looking. She's going to look real weird <laughs> with a shaved head. Happen. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen either. However, uh, after World War II, it happened. Peta has stepped forward and demanded that Fauci step down. So, Peta has yeah. finally for the dog situation. They did. Wow, I'm surprised. I saw that earlier. I didn't have a chance to look into it, so it may be mm. fake news. But from what I understand, PETA did Good. say that you know it's time for Fauci. And to by step the way, that, this whole dog thing doesn't it just prove how ridiculous all this is? That it had that we had to get to, we had to go to dogs. We had to go all John Wick to get the to get everyone to come out of the woodworks and actually demand that Fauci be fired for his sins. But it wouldn't matter. But, but, anyway. it's, all, but it's all right to 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 force this experimental vaccine on the, an entire. The entire globe, that's all right. They'll just put somebody else in his place who's just as bad, and you just don't they know will. about him yet. Well, yeah. they're going after his boss, too. So they're, you know, this this whole thing about funding Wuhan, uh, 
It's, it, it, I mean, funding Wuhan wasn't even enough to do it. Learning that definitively, Dr. Fauci was sending money to Wuhan labs for studies to be done on bat coronaviruses. It's all right, but even torturing, that but wasn't torturing, enough. but torturing dogs. Ah, oh, now you've crossed the line. See, uh, the reason why I don't. I mean, I wish I was as optimistic as you about this, Conan. But I don't think you're going to see any kind of parading around or shaved heads or t- criminal charges or anything like that, because they're not going to see what they're doing is wrong. Because the difference between what's happening now, even though we see it as, oh, well, you know, the unvaccinated are the new N-words, right? Like, it's pretty clear how, how the, you know, society is being segregated and, like, the same playbook is being put into effect. But the thing is, they're going to see it as, oh, no, 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 no. Being black wasn't a choice. Choosing not to get the vaccine, choosing to deny science, choosing not to follow our strong suggestions slash orders, you've chosen to be in the unvaccinated. You've chosen this life of no privileges. Yep. The problem is, Ian, they don't have the numbers. It's like 50-50 right now. Well, that's it. We're going to have to have a breakup. It's not We can't live with these people. No, they need to get the hell out of New Hampshire. We need more freedom-loving people to come to New Hampshire and start walking around carrying guns openly and walk around with no masks on to get these, you know, these commie pussies to leave New Hampshire. Yep, and it's and it, it, it'll work too because they're already talking about doing it. Yeah, some of them have done. But it. yeah, if they had, left, if they had the numbers, let's say it was seventy-five, fifteen. It is in the cities. It is in the cities, but yeah. it's not out here in the woods. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. So yeah, uh, in some in some regions of this country and the world. Uh, you will have people who will be basically thrown out for being criminals. The, this lady, the Fauci's of the world, because I do see him as a criminal, not because he was torturing dogs, but just because of because he's been pushing this so hard, this experimental vaccine, and he's been and he's been ridiculing things like ivermectin and hydro, hydroxychloroquine because because we can't make money off of those drugs. But you're right, Ian. You can't coexist with someone who is saying they want to deny you your rights based on choices that you make that only affect you. You can't coexist with a person like that. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us, weigh in with whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. The 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Ian. And Conan. And for those who weren't aware, we do have a new app program. It's called the AMPS program. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support Free Talk Live you can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. Of course, amp.freetalklive.com will also take you there. I want to say thank you, though, to Word Wordus, who is tonight's amplifier, a gold-level amplifier, which means that Word Wordus is giving $10 per month to us over on Patreon, which, again, you can find at amps.freetalklive.com. It doesn't take that much. All it takes is 5 bucks per month if you want to help the show, get on more radio stations, all of that awesome stuff. You might consider joining the Amps program that's amps.freetalklive.com. We're talking about or listening to this absolutely immoral monster who is the Prime Minister of New Zealand smiling while admitting that she is creating in her society or the society that she rules over two distinct classes of citizens, some of whom have rights, some of whom don't, based and, upon whether or not they're vaccinated. And, and wait, if... It is straight up apartheid. Correct. But I mean, if you don't have rights, you can't be a citizen, right? 
to, to, to be clear. They may not have a constitution that enumerates have that a as such. They don't have one at all. Not in New Zealand. That's that's where they went wrong. And you, well, and the you, U.S. constitution us that much. <laughs> and you Aussies giving up your guns is where you went wrong. They don't have a constitution either. So let's go back to what this crazy lady has to say. She's being asked questions about the reporter. The last one was, are you going to create two second classes of two classes of citizens, basically? And she smiles and said, yes. He's got more questions for her, though. Yep. Can you describe as you were previously hoping not to be able to, not to have to do that, I guess, when we still mm. look like we could maintain elimination across the whole country? I guess that has now changed because... I think it was less, less because necessarily of the elimination determining that and more because we, of course... Uh, maintained and actually we have managed very high vaccination rates generally without the use of certificates but actually what it's become clear to me is that they're not just a tool to drive up vaccines they're a tool for confidence people who so she's not giving an answer here that's really related to the question the reporter asked you know initially you said you didn't want to take measures like this because you were hoping to just keep vaccination rates high to which she says well we got the vaccination rates high but it, but this isn't just a tool for that. It's a tool for confidence. And now she's rambling on about the vaccine certificates instead of addressing the question about what changed that made her reluctant to do this in the past to make her do it gleefully in the present. Because yeah, remember, the news was uh, like people in the Freedom Corner or whatever were promoting, oh, New Zealand, they're opening up. New Zealand's opening up. No, they're not. No. <laughs> we're being vaccinated will want to know that they're around other vaccinated people. Uh, they want to know that they're in a safe environment. It but is- if you're vaccinated, why aren't you in a safe environment? Exactly. Because it doesn't work. She, she's talking about confidence. And, yes. and you're vaccinated. Supposedly, 60% of the population in New Zealand have had two doses. Don't you feel confident that you're going to survive this? It doesn't make any sense. And I just want someone on the left or anyone who believes this nonsense to explain to me why I have to be vaccinated for your vaccine to work? Because it doesn't work. Well, yeah, we've already they've already admitted. They've already admitted it doesn't. It. Yeah, but me being vaccinated isn't going to make their vaccine suddenly work. No, but that's the argument they appear to be making. Oh well, everyone has to get vaccinated or it does no good. That's silly. If I get vaccinated against the measles, you don't have to be vaccinated against the measles for me to not catch the measles from you. That's because that's a real vaccine that actually provides an immunity. There you go. This yes. one doesn't. <laughs> it, it clearly doesn't because you can still get COVID-19. You can still spread COVID-19. Yeah. And they ignore, and she ignores that, right? By saying, oh, it's a tool for confidence. She wants people who are just so scared, they don't want to leave their house. She wants them to feel confident so everybody's got the vaccines. They're safe to feel like everything's okay again, even though, of course, it doesn't help. Let's go to more of what this crazy lady has to say. There's a way that we can give confidence to those who are going back into hospitality or events. Uh, And so... That is something that I think we should offer to people who have been vaccinated, that confidence that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe and that they can come back out and start enjoying those things safely. Was but, it the but they've been vaccinated. <laughs> what the hell? They're you, protected. They have the confidence. Let them back out. You would think that the vaccine would be what makes them safe, not keeping the unvaccinated out. Because they, they talked about the science. They wanted to play the science game throughout mm-hmm. the entire pandemic. But now suddenly... The science is meaningless because the science shows that you can still get and spread COVID-19 despite being vaccinated. The only difference between vaccinated people and unvaccinated people 
is that unvaccinated people have to get tested regularly in their new little system. So unvaccinated people, if they have COVID-19, they end up staying at home. But vaccinated people, they get COVID-19, they're free to spread it as much as they want because they don't have to get tested for it. And the science shows they can still get it and still spread it. Not only that, mutated varieties, because supposedly they're protected and now they've created a, a situation where the virus can mutate. And where it has to mutate because 70, 60, 70% of the population is immune to it. The only way it can infect these people, and remember, the point of the virus is to get inside cells so it can reproduce and all of that stuff. If your body knows how to destroy it immediately, it has to evolve if it wants to survive. The moment we hit a population density, a density of 50% of the population being vaccinated was the moment it was inevitable that a strain of COVID-19 able to bypass the vaccine came about. But it turns out that wasn't even necessary because the vaccines, they just appear not to work at all. So it's a tool for business too. So two it's a tool. So you were seen in September, we released some modeling, which is really sensitive to even minor changes. This isn't about total control. And that- no, not at all. It's, it's just a tool. We're just trying to help people feel safe. We're trying to help, we business- we're trying to help businesses. Yeah. Well, well, they have data. They did some modeling, right? The, the same modeling that showed like 80 million people were going to die. See, tyranny is a tool to help business, right? And, and to help people feel safe. Yeah. Because that, that's what we want. Safety. Roughly, um, those baselines, we've assumed that the baseline settings that those model, that modeling uses is essentially your orange setting. That's why we built in a red, and it's why we've said we'll use localized lockdowns as extra tools as well. Okay. That- Taking people's rights, locking them down, those are, those are tools. Just so you know, she's talking about orange, red, red, the color, red. Uh, she's referring to their new traffic light system, which according to, well, let's see what site this is. Uh, I don't know what the hell. I had to go to archive.ph to be able to read it, so they don't deserve any credit. But the uh, the traffic light system, under their new system, the highest red or red setting, as she says, would be enforced if there was a major COVID-19 outbreak. It would mean vaccinated people would be encouraged to work from home, but would be allowed to attend gatherings and visit shops, bars, and restaurants with relative freedom. But during a red period, not Non-vaccinated people can only gather in groups of 10 and cannot go to restaurants, bars, gyms, or hairdressers. And so I imagine orange is a different variant on that. So I was curious what the traffic system was. Uh, Thank you for explaining that. She certainly didn't get into it. It's silly, and it means that this coronavirus lockdown pandemic response nonsense is here to stay, at least in New Zealand. This system they have in place now, it's not going to go away. But we get back something less depressing, the metaverse. What exactly does it mean? Living in virtual reality. The Matrix. Well, it's here. Zuckerberg wants to create that for us all. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, if they can pull it off, I'm going to give it a shot. Zuckerberg? Breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com. It's 
Free Talk Live, where your th- calls and thoughts are welcome. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. It's 603-283-6160. And for whatever reason, when people think about the future of video games and entertainment and things like that, it, it really just depends on how far into the future they look. You know, typically... The, the, the next step is going to be these sort of VR-filled rooms where you your body is the controller or whatever. But far in the future, you have things like the holodeck from Star Trek and things like, there, like that. And you have to start somewhere. And right now we're at the VR stage, the virtual reality stage, mm-hmm. which has some impressive technology behind it. It's finally gotten pretty good. It has gotten pretty good, but it's not great. It, it depends heavily on the game. I played Skyrim VR. That's probably the VR game that I spent the most... It was a standard video game that I spent the most time playing. and Pretty was, clunky, right? It was just like Vertigo the game, and the graphics <sighs> were terrible. It, it was not but an not enjoyable... To be fair, that's a game that was not designed for virtual reality. They sort of True. shoehorned it in, basically. They did. Because that came out in 2011 or something. Yeah, that came out a long Literally time a ago. Vertigo the game, this is the thing? Or are you just like it was vertigo? It, was vertigo. It, it just constantly gave me vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only time I've ever strapped one of these things on, which was one of these hunky hinky uh, devices, mm-hmm. it was a roller coaster. I about puked in thirty seconds. I mean, I was. Whoa. It was so Wait, now, when you say overwhelming. It, when it you tricks say, your brain very very well. When you say hinky, what do you mean? Like it was just. It, I think it, I think it was one of these goggles with someone's iPhone uh, slid, the Google slid cardboard. Into it. Google Cardboard is what they call yeah. that. That was like a yeah, kind of like a a proof of concept, basically. I, I did we tested that out here in the studio years ago. That, that's probably when 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 I was yeah. It was probably what I I tested out. And but that I, was enough to trigger the vertigo. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. I, I have discovered, and I, so I don't know that I'll ever. We always talk about uh, uh, being able to do things our grandparents couldn't do. They can't. They can't change the the blinking twelve on this VCR, and you know mm-hmm. that's what we were able to do. What what aren't we ba- going to be able to comprehend, uh, command, uh, that our grandchildren are going to be like, I can just do it like that. I can plug in. I can just, you know, I can jack in. And I, I can, I can know, start doing Conan, all this. All this. What, what aren't we going to be able to do? Because I think this is one of them that I'm not going to be able to do. Okay, but here's the thing. And maybe you're, the vertigo thing affects different people differently, I think. It's just, that's just. It depends on the person, depends on the device. Also, the refresh rate is a factor, and using an iPhone isn't the same as putting on a, an Oculus Rift or something like that. It's not even near the same uh, experience. But to the point about kids being able to program the VCR like we did in the 80s and the 90s for our and by the way, By the way, our kids... Actually, I take that back because our kids can't, couldn't program the VCR either. That's what I was going to say. Like, you, you would <laughs> think my microwave has been displaying the wrong time since like two months ago. You would think that young people... Having been raised with a phone in their hand or a tablet in their hand or a mouse in their hand from day zero, basically, these days, would be more technically adept. But the reality is most of them aren't. It's always been done for them. It's it's been handled. They know their way around their device. Like, they can, you know, show you where the photos are. They can, But they can't administer it. They don't know how to find their IP address. They don't know how to... This is why the Raspberry Pi was invented. Because all devices today, the user interfaces on them are just too good. Mm. Your average person doesn't have to dive into things to find out why things aren't working or... Because most of the time they work. Right. So I guess that was a bad example. But there are some things, for example, my kid could do... She could text like a like a damn demon with oh, her thumbs. Yeah. I mean, she I can't do it. I mean, she can go through and she's. I mean, she can, she can text faster than I can type. 
And I, I, and I actually, that. that's something yeah. that I actually, you know, learned in high school to type. I think I got up to like 80 words a minute at, one, you know, at the best of my life. I'm not that fast anymore. But uh, yeah, so, there, so there's some things that kids can do. I'm curious. Have you ever been on an actual roller coaster? Yes. Did I, you experience vertigo then? Yes. Okay. Here's, here, and here's what I have determined. If I am not in control, if I was driving the roller coaster, I'm good to go. Okay. I've been in planes. Mm. I've been in planes. Every time I get in a plane, which hasn't been in a good while, I get very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I got that vent going right on me, sucking down the oxygen, and I just can't handle it. If I go sit in the cockpit and I can see the plane doing all the movement, I can see what's going on. No problem. No problem. It's, it's good to go. And it's the same thing with any kind of game I've ever played. I've watched people play games and I'll get vertigo. Okay. But if I'm playing the same That's exact curious. game, doing exact same jumps, exact same backflips, not, no, nothing's, no, nothing's up at all. So that so if we so we if we move into this new VR territory, I'll have to be I'll have to be driving all the time. Otherwise, I'm puking. I can't I can't be in the back seat driving with you. It's, it's well, there are other games where you're not riding a roller coaster. There's probably something where you could drive a car or something, and then you wouldn't experience vertigo. But this is not where we're going to. This is this is just the 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 new uh, the new uh, gaming that. The metaverse. The pitch metaverse is, is everything. More than that. The yeah. metaverse is everything. They, they but, it, but but it's still just ultimately a video game. Even though there's a, no end goal like Animal Crossing. You're still just living in an alternative world. Yeah, right? no, it's, no it's, if it's if I'm actually going into this virtual world via via augmented reality, and I'm going, I'm going. Say I'm going to the bank, a virtual my bank. Are we talking virtual reality now or augmented reality? Well, it, it's a combination of both, right? I'll be in. Uh, uh, it's it's not real clear right now. There's a lot of buzzwords uh, in this whole metaverse thing. I mean, I'm still not sure what the difference between metaverse and virtual reality is. If if metaverse is not just a repackaging of virtual reality to try to sell this old idea to new masses basically so do you want to hear the pitch here from, yeah let's get uh, into yeah, the yeah, article wall street journal is a very lengthy piece we're only going to be able to you know scratch the surface of this but there's stories about the metaverse are starting to pop up in mainstream media all over the place so it's a real push and it might be like the world economic forum or something uh, you know that's behind this because of this whole uh covid crackdown and people working from home they're trying to sell the idea of hey you never have to leave your house again to people. That's basically kind of how they're they're putting this out there. But they go on to say that from the dawn of civilization, humans have only had one world in which to live, the real one. But tech visionaries say we'll soon have an alternative, a virtual world where our digital avatars and those of people in our communities and around the globe come together to work, shop, attend classes, pursue hobbies, enjoy social gatherings, and more. So they're literally saying this will replace your reality yeah, yeah but you yeah, would starve a, to death it is a yeah exactly there's a ton of movies out there dealing with this exact dystopia don't worry, they'll deliver your food to your home you can get your uh, or you uh, can uh, just get, get hooked up to a machine like matrix style right. and get it all intravenously and, and by the way that'll be me by the way delivering your food because i'll still be out and about working <laughs> while you guys are strapped in immersive video games and virtual concerts have given us a taste of this world but visionaries say the metaverse as this 
world has been dubbed will be far more engaging and robust, not only mirroring the real world in all its three-dimensional complexity, but also extending it to allow us to be and do what previously could only be imagined. Walk on the moon in your pajamas, watch a baseball game from the pitcher's mound, frolic in a field of unicorns, or be a unicorn yourself. See, I'm good with these pitches. If I can just dedicate the same amount of time to them that I would dedicate to, like, a video game. In the metaverse, tech visionaries say, just about anything will be possible. Mark Witten, whose title is Senior Vice President and General Manager of Create at San Francisco-based Unity Software, says the metaverse is going to be the biggest revolution in computing platforms the world has seen. Bigger than the mobile revolution, bigger than the web revolution. He says they're building tools and services to enable people to create metaverse content. Other big tech companies are developing hardware and software products for the metaverse, including NVIDIA Corporation, Roblox, Epic Games, Microsoft and Facebook. So you got big tech out there pushing this concept of the metaverse, which to me makes me say, oh, definitely like I like virtual reality. Like I tried it once at Derek J's party like three years ago and it was pretty cool. But it was to the point where I was like, well, do I actually want to get one of these things? And I thought, no, I just don't have time for this. I've got too many things that are happening in real life that are more interesting. But the fact that these corporations, these big tech companies are behind this, that says it's bad but news. But Ian, what happens when everything that's going on is only happening on in these virtual realities? These it's virtual a problem. And everything outside is there, just no. me de- it's just me delivering your food. <laughs> there are plenty of people who aren't going to buy into yeah, this. Yeah, there are. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to opt out. Poor people. Sounds scary to me. What about you? 603 Two eight three six one six zero. We're going to get more into the metaverse. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live with Aria Conan and Ian talking about the metaverse here, which seems like virtual reality plus, so to speak. It's Sort of the things you see in science fiction where they create these virtual worlds for people to live in. And we were talking during the break about people spending so much time in these virtual worlds that they, they lose the ability to distinguish between the real world and the virtual reality world. Which one of these things is real? Because I was thinking during the break about how messed up a kid who was in one of these metaverse worlds from the age of four, you know. The average American child watches, I think, 40 hours of television a week. Replace that with living in this virtual reality world for 40 hours a week, and that's going to be one messed up, confused kid. Yeah, you know the legislators, the anti-gun, anti-violence legislators are always coming out talking about how Grand Theft Auto is going to you know, create kids that going out and they're shooting hookers in the head, because that's what these violent video games do. But, I mean... But it, it, that argument has never panned out. You're, he's being sarcastic when he says, yeah. And, you know, but we can tell the difference. You can obviously tell the difference mm-hmm. that you're looking at a screen and you've got a control in your hand and you're controlling this person who's running around kicking people, shooting people, mm. so doing do violent things. a violent but, video game in a metaverse will make a person violent Well, in now, life? if you can't tell the difference oh. because it is so lifelike, because that's where it's coming. Video ga- the video games that I play are getting more and more lifelike, and I can, but I can still tell the difference. Now, what happens when you wake up that one day and you can't tell the difference anymore and you decide to go on a killing streak, running down Main Street, shooting people in the head, 
because that's what you do in your video games all day just for a laugh. I man. Except it wasn't. You weren't plugged in that day. You weren't jacked in. You were in real life. You're killing real people, but you couldn't tell the difference. I don't know if video game graphics can ever get real enough to be indistinguishable from reality. You don't have some visor glued to your face. You're actually jacked in. You've got a jacket. Like you got a matrix. You got a, you got a port in the side of your head, and you and you, you it, pour it in. It may be possible with quantum computing. I don't understand anything about quantum computing, but without that, the the processing power something like that would take just to just to render a single person, much mm-hmm. less an entire world, in that level of detail. Well, no, it's it's not going to be the whole world. It's going to be all the rich people first. And then it's going to be, and then eventually people will move up. It's no, the, I don't poor, think, the poor people aren't going to get any of this because they're going to be out delivering your food because you're strapped into your damn, <laughs> your damn tube. This will be affordable. They're going to make this affordable. I mean, already they Aria, don't want the rich people doing this. The rich people are going to be using it to to rule the world as they see fit. Oh yeah, the yeah. smart rich people, the ones who don't hit, let their kids have iPhones and whatnot because they know how they get trapped in Aria, these, in these worlds. This, they're already offering three hundred dollar virtual reality sets. So I mean, that's that. Uh, w- there's plenty of poor people that have a PlayStation Four. Right, and that's what three hundred bucks for something like that. So yeah. this is going to be within the range of the average person who wants to escape, mm-hmm. and people will want to escape their crappy lives, uh, especially as they only get crappier because of COVID nineteen and right. being not, hyperinflation. And they're locked in their house all day long, yeah. not being able to hang out with friends and stuff. Oh, well, here's this virtual re- world yeah. where hey. you can still do all those things. You can, things. You can be all powerful. You can change your avatar to whatever you can be, whatever you want to be. Right. You can look look like whatever you want to look. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg had this to say, quote, in addition to being the next generation of the Internet, the metaverse is also going to be the next chapter for us as a company. He said, in the coming years, I expect people will transition from seeing us primarily as a social media company to seeing us as a metaverse company. And they've had this plan, right? Like, that's why they bought Oculus Rift. Right. And now they, you know, they're moving forward in that uh, virtual sphere. In fact, they're even going to rename their company. I don't know if you heard about that recently. Facebook is. I did not change the name of their company. I think they're still going to have Facebook as yeah, one of their. They've brands. got. They've got to keep that. At least. But, at least FB. Yeah. And then whatever they want to call this silly thing. Entering this. So what is they rename? What are they? They haven't said yet. Okay. But uh, it'll be something metaverse related, I suspect. Entering this vast new realm. This again, the Wall Street Journal reporting could mean using common devices like smartphones and computers. But executives say specialized glasses, similar to but less bulky and more comfortable than the virtual reality headsets on the market today, will allow for greater immersion. We'll also likely see a wider selection of haptic gear that lets users feel virtual objects as well as hardware-like omnidirectional treadmills that can simulate running, climbing, and other physical activities. See, that that was my criticism. When I get hit by a fireball... Yeah. I want to feel it. Yeah, I, look, I'm with you. That's that's the number one criticism I have of VR. That's if you want to give me the visual sensations, you got to give me. I don't want to feel like I got hit with a fireball or a hammer or whatever, but I want to feel that something happened. And it, if I'm going to walk in a virtual world, it's too disconnecting to know that I'm physically just standing there. I want to be able to walk as well in those eight directional treadmills. They're thinking the same things I'm thinking. That's that's how it's got to be if it's going to work. And by it, yeah, exactly. By but the even way, then, for by me, the way, it's only going to work for a little bit of time. I'm going to st- pop in to play a video game and then pop right back. You out. say that now, except what, like I told Ian, what if everything that's going on is going on in that's these virtual what they worlds? Want. That they want people to go to work. They want people to shop. They want people to play. See, I'm not doing any of that. And by the way, you're not going to need any special treadmill or special suits if you're porting right into your head. The people who are all in favor of lockdowns are going to love this. Oh yeah. 
They are going to be so excited about this. So again, this will be more of the division, right? There'll be the people who are like, hey, let's go outside and actually do something. And then there'll be people who, like that lady that calls the show, her friends in San Diego, California, mm. who don't ever want to meet in real life, even though they're all in their 30s. You know, they're not going to in any way die from COVID, but they're too deathly afraid. Those are the kind of people who are going to be attracted to this. Oh my God, we can meet in the metaverse. <laughs> it certainly doesn't sound coincidental that this is happening, you know, right at... Right in the midst of a, quote, mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, but they've been talking about virtual reality for forever. This, yeah, but now the media is really pushing this metaverse really stuff. Are. Yeah, now, virtual you, reality never caught on. Yeah, well, yeah, it, good point. When you consider all of the uh, the Zoom meetings and the work from home and that have taken, that have really taken off the, this the year The virtual and last. dance parties that people have had, <laughs> pathetically. What? Dude, the, the Colonial Theater here in Keene had a virtual dance party. Come on, man. They stop did. that. Dude, yeah, I'm not joking. Can you just imagine these sad people in their homes by themselves dancing with their cats or whatever, yep, looking at their it. webcam and a screen full of other people doing equally sad stuff? Considering that I never like to leave the house, this might be good for me. <laughs> so they talk about the avatars in this story. I'm jumping down a little bit and how you know it's going to be more lifelike than cartoonish avatars familiar to virtual reality fans. And there's no doubt graphics processing is getting better constantly over time. Uh, they say avatars could re- represent deceased individuals, including family members and friends. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. As well as historical figures. And with help from artificial Hold intelligence... Yeah, th- does th- that mean I could actually go back in time and assassinate Abraham Lincoln? What with the right program? That's not going to be an option, Arya. Hitler is the option. Uh, I would Stalin, also assassinate Hitler. Maybe Stalin. Or or Woodrow Wilson or whoever it was that intervened in World War One that led to the conditions that created Hitler. But I was I was read, I was somewhere I was reading maybe it was a Reddit article or something. The 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 way to tackle this is to not go kill Hitler. It's to go sleep with his mom. And that's the way to do it. That's a nonviolent way to do it. Why why? I don't know because But then you're Hitler's parent. No, he you never create he never he's never created. Maybe know. Hitler it's a, it's a, was it, inevitable. It's a nonviolent. Op- exactly. Uh, that that void would have been filled. The Avatar experience will feel so real that you can hardly tell the difference between a virtual meeting and a physical meeting, says one of the uh, the proponents. But he says the virtual experience will be better. How it is? I'm not sure. I don't see how that could possibly be the case. Uh, Avatars, however, won't be the only way people appear in the metaverse. Tech executives say we'll be able to watch video of the real world, including live footage of concerts and athletic events, for example. But rather than having to view events from the limited perspectives producers offer us, we'll have the freedom to enjoy these events from any angle of our choosing. And with a finger tap, we'll be able to call up information about artists and athletes we're watching, such as their standing on the billboard charts and how many points they've scored in a season we'll also be able to mix virtual content with real world video and interact virtually by for instance pelting football players with virtual tomatoes but the players won't feel a here's thing. the only problem with all this you're going to get it you're going to get a huge swath of the population who are hooked on this and who are, who are plugged in jacked in all the time that's not the problem that's the always, goal but you are always going to have to have another class of citizen mm-hmm. this is whole this is gattaca right here who set up the cameras so you go to say you have you have you have your concert mm. you have to have someone set the cameras up you have to have to set the room up and then you're gonna and then of course your artists are gonna have to they're sure. gonna have to unjack themselves to go you know and let, if you even have artists in this world who actually that's do, true you could just have robots creating it or ai or whatever well you have ai who are composing you know cl- classical symp- sympathies now 
Um, it, I've heard that, but I haven't looked into it in like a decade. And the last I heard, the one that was composed was like terrible. But that was like a decade ago. I just listened to one by, it was a Schubert rendition, and it sounded pretty reasonable. It sounded okay. pretty good. Um, so, so this is an option. Uh, but yeah, you're still going to have to have people deliver your food. Are, they, is the, are the robots going to be that? Have you heard of Soylent? You just eating your your, not the movie. So, uh, There's an actual product. Is this algae or something? It's some sort of a food drink product that uh, gamers who never get up from their gaming chair and they're sitting on order, a toilet and they they just they imbibe this and it's a meal replacement, quote unquote. I have never option. heard of it. Sounds yep. horrifying. I don't want a lot to do with this metaverse if it's going to come it's with coming. all of these strings attached. You can chat with us in the meantime. We're on the internet over at chat.freetalklive.com. If you want to join us there, that's chat.freetalklive.com.